Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Fintech Focus TV. We love to celebrate the fintech businesses that have big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I'm joined by Dora Ziambra, the COO of Asimo, the fastest safer way to send money to more than 200 countries and territories worldwide. Asimo used technology to democratize financial services, making them affordable and available to all. They have an award-winning iOS and Android apps and are transforming the way that people send money around the world. And Dora is here to share the Asimo story today. Welcome, Dora. Hi, Nadia, and thank you very much for having me, even during these strange times that we're living. <laughs> well, exactly. Very strange times. Um, and I must say, as we've um, got to know one another and as we've spoken, you've really inspired me by the way that you, you keep your business running. So I'd love for you just to open up and tell people about your business. It's actually uh, on the surface quite simple, underneath uh, not as uh, simple, but Asimo is a digital money transfer company sending, uh, as you mentioned, primarily from Europe to over 200 countries around the world um, in a faster, cheaper, uh, safer way in our minds as we are a digital-only product. Um, the company has been around since the end of 2012, and um, this crisis is definitely a, a testament to the need for a product like ours. Um, 100%. Like We're seeing so many different challenges across the marketplace due to COVID-19. What do you think um, Asimo does that really makes it stand out from your competitors, but also stand out right now in this crisis? First of all, you know, the money transfer business has existed for many, many years. People always move from one country to the other to provide for their families for a better future. So that's not something new. Uh, what has changed in the recent years is going from the traditional model of the agency, you know, the corner shop where you go in, you hand cash, um, pay usually a quite hefty fee compared to the average transaction value that you're sending. And the money kind of goes in its way um, usually to cash. Um, that is now, you know, come the new generation of companies that are more digital. Um, now our customers, they don't have the need to go to any type of shop or agency. They can use their mobile phone or their um, computer. We do see a lot more people using, obviously, their mobile phone, even the mobile penetration uh, and how much easier it is to use. Um, so that's simplifying it a lot. Um, and this also allows us to offer much better prices as we no longer have the infrastructure of the brick and mortar uh, stores um, at the sending side. There's no doubt, of course, that in not in, and we'll talk about it later as well, that in emerging markets, um, different customers in different countries have different needs, right? So in mm. some places we send to cash, uh, in the Philippines, for example, but also bank deposit where people do have bank accounts. Uh, Nigeria is an example where the country has real-time clearing system so literally you send the money and it is within seconds into the recipient's bank account and in other situations um we also terminate to mobile wallets is something that in some african countries kenya and ghana primarily is a, a popular payout method so we try to be agnostic on the payout we want to offer whatever the customers need but uh, at least for our customers on the paying side those that are in the uk germany france spain everywhere in europe um, we 
enable them to use their mobile phone to send the money. And, and what about the challenges that you face and the challenges you overcome as a business? I know that's very relevant right now. Long-term challenges, I think, in general, I sometimes it, it, it frustrates me and it, it makes me uh, laugh of, um, you know, fintech has a general challenge with trust. Um, most of us are digital natives. We are used to, uh, to our phones to having 500 apps, but um, we are not the average person. So a lot of times people still trust, um, you know, the big banks, the ones where you can see the big building that is in Canary Wharf and they're uh, skeptical at the beginning um, before they start using a, a digital service like Asimo. I think that um, is changing over time as people are more and more inclined to use um, digital services, especially when it comes to money. And the crisis, I think, is making that even faster. I think there is an acceleration because now people don't have much of other option, so they just give it a try. But how do we overcome this? I think for us, in general, referral is the best uh, way we acquire customers. Uh, essentially, you try the service, it works, and then you tell your sister, your mother, your cousin, hey, listen, I used Azimo, it was a great experience why don't you use it as well? Um, that's definitely how we build the trust um, over time over customers. I think you're, you're absolutely right that there is a general uh, need for, for more trust, especially with digital services like yourselves, but that things are accelerating because of this crisis. Um, hey, but, you know, I'm I, gonna give you an anecdote. I actually have something verbatim. Uh, we were doing a customer survey. Um, since we're seeing an acceleration of offline customers testing out Osmo, right? We sent on a no. survey asking them, how did you find about Osmo? How's your experience? And there was a very um, sweet, some very sweet quotes saying, yeah. you know, like, Osmo saved my life. I couldn't go out. I sent money to my family. Amazing. And there was that said, the one that said, uh, at first I thought it was a scam, but then it worked perfectly. And, <laughs> and then you're like, and you're, in my head, I was like, why did you think we were a scab? I mean, we were a regulated business and all these, but it's just a, it's just a feeling, it's a preconception that people might have about a digital business. Um, but then they test it or they get recommendation from someone and it works and they're very happy with it. Um, I think that's an interesting uh, real life comment that I, I read. <laughs> and I also think that when, when something seems seems so so good almost too good to be true like you talk about simplifying a, a money transfer process and reducing its cost I think we are conditioned to think well that just can't be that can't be safe then but actually you know you you do have all the safety features in in play you are you are less less of a cost than than other ways of, of transferring money and you can do it from your mobile phone so I suppose that's why the trust needs to be built up because we are you know pre pre kind of uh, destined to think well that, that can't work then exactly and i think that's um that's uh, quite important and and obviously you know you build trust by keeping your promises right it's like you mm. uh try to say that if i said that your money is going to get delivered there within minutes that it will be there when i um, said of course you know that's not a hundred percent of it sometimes um there are things that can go wrong, but it's how quickly we respond and how quickly we're able mm. to uh, help the customers out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something that I, I really believe in is, is how fintech itself is, is ripe for seeing problems as opportunities. Um, and, you know, you, you talk about your mission as a business remaining the same, 
even during this time. In fact, probably being even even more uh, strong and more solidified during this time. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, it's the the the, law, the vision and the mission is still to make uh, financial services more affordable for a lot of people um, and a lot of our customers. At this point, uh, we know that they're probably heavily impacted by the COVID-19, maybe more so uh, than others because they live far from home or they're in sectors uh, that have been almost, I don't want to say obliterated, but you know, you work in hospitality or in, in travel, uh, any of these industries at this point, they're almost in a standstill. So they are more impacted uh, and at the same time they still have the need uh, to support families abroad so it makes it even more important now to be able to continue our service and um, offer what we promised to the customers mm, absolutely and that kind of takes me on to your your thoughts on the digitalization of cash um, i know that that's something that, that's very much in the forefront at the moment Yes, absolutely. I, I, I do think, you know, this, this whole discussion of cash is king or cash is not king or is it going to, um, to change? Um, I probably a few months ago would have said that cash will still persist. Um, I will still say that there will be a percentage of people that use cash, but I think the crisis is um, tilting it a lot more as, as being cashless, not only because of the convenience, but also for health issues as well. Um, in, in our business, we, in the first few weeks of, of COVID in the, in the lockdown, we did see a lot of disruption on a lot of our receiving markets um, where the countries went into lockdown, people couldn't go pick up cash and they were literally, there were no other options. Now, had they had a solution of a mobile wallet, that potentially would have been a better thing to do. Mm. Um, so I think Cash will still be around, but I think this is an opportunity to actually um, get more and more digitalization. I, I also in a, on a, another anecdote doesn't have much to do with with Azima, but Germany is a, a one of our largest sending markets after after the UK, and we in general struggle because a lot of people like cash, mm. even on the paying side. And you'll see now that years after. Um, card payments were not as common uh, in Germany. Now everybody is, is accepting contactless and even some shops say no cash, which was for, if you read any research to say that, you know, Germany just loves cash. But this health scare and the current uh, situation has made them change their mind um, quite quickly. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, that is that's really interesting that it's made such a such a difference in Germany for sure. And then what about um, Asimo and, and the future of Asimo? Like I, I can imagine right now all we're thinking about is COVID-19, how we get out of it. But I know that there's lots of big plans that you have. Um, it'd be great to hear some of them that you can share. Actually, what, what we're thinking is, you know, this is a great opportunity to um, acquire more customers, um, you know, and people are starting to trust the brand over time. Uh, we're focusing on uh, improving our product as much as we can. Uh, at this point, I, uh, we know we, not all markets are under five minutes delivery. I think that's kind of the North Star of getting mm -hmm. as many transactions as possible delivered as almost instantly. I think the world is going to this feeling of 
instant gratification, right? You send it, you, you tap it, it is there. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But that's the expectation. I think we're striving um, to do this. Uh, we've been slowly um, trying to expand uh, internationally, uh, new sending markets, mm. uh, even in Asia or um, also in, in Canada. This has slowed down a little bit, uh, given what's going on, because we do not have any... Um, uh, we're digital business and scalable, so we don't have physical presence in those countries. And then they also had a their own lockdown. Um, and continuing to improve, I think, improving our product and our services, which we, our main goal remains. And I think that's a, a great goal to have. Um, and all of those plans, um, they, they seem so... Um, so right and, and so right for now and, and I've got to say I love your your whole ethos around building trust in that brand um, because it is it is so simple everything that you're saying simplifying the, the cash the cash transfer process reducing the cost of it building trust in your customers and getting getting as many things under a five minute delivery as possible worldwide um, so there's, there's lots of work to do at Asimo then I'm sure Oh, there, there's always lots of work to do, and <laughs> yeah. luckily we can do it remotely, all from our living rooms at this stage. Uh, I think we're lucky on in, on that aspect as well, um, that we were very quickly able to move from, you know, an office in London, an office in Krakow, a smaller office in Amsterdam, to all within two days, um, working as hard as ever um, on our laptops. I think that has been a transition that we shouldn't take for granted. Mm. Um, uh, but it's uh, working out well. And then, Apart from um, the extroverts in us that are yes, <laughs> suffering a little bit. Of course. But even even that, you've got your your people at the forefront of your business and looking after them. You told me before we started recording that you sent out care packages today to everybody in the business, which I think is just such a such a great thing to be doing right now. Yeah, I, I even got one. I forgot <laughs> we did send them. No, it was really sweet. Uh, I actually, it has a little card that said um, something to lift your mood. And it's a, it's a little gesture. Um, we know that it becomes um, difficult to be in two rooms or one room or have other mm. um, responsibilities as well, be childcare or other family or partners. So we just uh, send this little uh, snacks and a little clean your screen kit. Uh, uh, I thought it was... Uh, there was something little to do. And I think a lot of companies are trying to keep their employees as engaged as possible mm. uh, while we are all away. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you're, you're doing such a good job with that. And I loved, I love the quote where um, you said that you surveyed new customers and one said that Asimo saved their life. <laughs> so I think that's a, a real. Oh a yes. Real I'm, I'm sharing these with a the team because yeah. you know, uh, sometimes you lose, um, you lose perspective, you get really busy, you have Zoom calls the whole day, um, you know, it seems that the day never ends, but we have to always remind ourselves that we have real customers that um, depend on us and um, mm. trust us and we do everything we can. And when you, when you read them, it really makes you uh, uh, feel better and validates the work that we do. Yeah, and I think that your mission, um, I, I love the fact that it's remaining the same during this time, but actually it's becoming more concentrated because you know what you do for your customers and you know how needed your product is. Um, and I think that's a great thing for you, your business and, and, and your people within the business. So 
um, Dora, I've got to say that's been a brilliant, brilliant introduction to uh, who you are, uh, who Asimo is, and, and, and what you what you all do for the market and how you're building trust across the market. So thank you very much for sharing your story and being part of the FinTech Focus podcast series. Thank you for having me and I really enjoyed chatting with you.